I'm excited about being with all of you today to share some of our ideas on how you strap a rocket to your used car department and how do you uh, unlock the keys to really what is your uh, true used car potential. I am Steve Nicholson, and uh, today because I have found in the past that questions about used car become kind of personal, so what I'm going to ask you to do is uh, uh, you can email me or call me after the uh, uh session today and I'll get back to you within, oh, give me, you know, at least 24 hours, maybe a bit longer unless it's urgent. And I will personally answer every question you have. Just write them down as we go along and uh, we'll see if we can't help you sell some more used cars. You know, it was Bill Stasek, a dealer of Bill Stasek Chevrolet, uh, a few years ago was listening to one of the webinars I was doing on Dealer's Edge and he liked what he heard and he invited us to come in and take a look at his operation. Well, we did that, and uh, he asked us to continue to improve him. Uh, and in Bill's words, uh, a year after uh, we started helping him with a variety of, of areas, uh, in fact, the 10 areas we're going to be talking about here today, he went from an average of 30 to 35 a month used cars, and today he's selling 80 to 90 and. As Bill would say, it we're not done yet. Uh, Jeff Cerny, the uh, uh, GM of uh, McDaniel Toyota and McDaniel GM out of Marion, Ohio, came to a one-day used car seminar I was doing live in Columbus, Ohio, uh, a little over two years ago. And at the time, Jeff wanted to just fix his used car department. He knew what he was doing was broken. He just didn't know exactly what to do to fix it. So he asked me to come in and, and uh, take a look around. We started to uh, put our 10 keys into effect, and he went from selling 30 to 35 to uh, uh, double that in uh, less than a year. John Hinderer in uh, Heath, Ohio, a uh, great Honda dealer outside of Columbus, Ohio. John was having a real hard time building his used car volume. Well, we find a lot of his processes were really okay as we took a look at the uh, 10 keys and what he was not doing, we found his sourcing was uh, uh, very limited. He was trying to have his used car manager do it, and as we all kind of know, that doesn't work out so well because you've got the master technician change in oil. So we suggested John hire a, a full-time buyer. He did that. Happened to be his lot boy, by the way, who had just graduated from uh, University of Ohio with a degree in finance, came in and uh, took off and is uh, st still there after a year and a half. And he's uh, uh, gone from uh, about 40 to 45 up to, in some months, over 100. So that worked out pretty well. Sullivan Buick on the north side of Chicago, uh, general manager Ariel Schweck, uh, was referred to us, actually, by uh, uh, Bill Stasek right up the road uh, there on Dundee Street on the north side of Chicago. Took a look around, saw he was only doing really only four of the ten keys. Went in and uh, worked with him over a year or so, and he went from uh, 30. You know, the, the fun thing with Ariel is he thought he had it all. He thought that 30 to maybe 35 was every, every possible used car that he could sell. He had a paradigm. He had a history. He knew the most they'd ever done. And uh, a year later, they were uh, bumping up against 100. In fact, I was just there last week, and uh, they, they hit 96, so 
all is well. But the real question is not that uh, they're doing it. I know that. The question is, uh, how do I help you do that? So what I've come up with is the 10 keys. I'm going to share them all with you today on what I have found over my many years of working with dealers on improving their profitability. What are the things that they seem to do in common that help them get there? The first thing is getting rid of what you think your potential is. The next thing we're going to talk about is, okay, I know I can now do more or I'm thinking maybe I can do more, uh, what should I uh, stock? What should I inventory? And that's easy to say if you don't know how to find them. So I'm going to tell you today how to find those vehicles. Uh, we're going to talk about how to get them through service and how to get them through recon in uh, a faster time. It's all about cycle time. How do we get people to notice our vehicles, and how do we get them to click them uh, so they can uh, become uh, a prospect for us. Then they, they, they like our car, they're going to come to our showroom. How do we ensure that we've maximized the uh, closing percentages once they get there? Well, we all know not everybody buys on the first visit, so if 20% buy, the big opportunity is sometimes the 80% that don't. And I'll walk you through some of the key steps on how we maximize the return of those 80 that don't buy. And then that, that takes a sales force, right? And I know many of you out there are struggling with a, uh, a, a good uh, Thunderbird Blue Angel sales force. So I'm going to give you some real solid uh, ideas on how do you build that sales force. And once you got them, how do you uh, manage them? What are, the, what are the things that people do that manage a team of Thunderbird pilots? And then what about you? You know, what about you taking a look in the mirror and saying, you know, what are the best dealers that are growing used car apartments? What are they doing? How are they behaving? How are they trying to uh, uh, become even a more effective leader? As my wife would tell you, everybody can improve. So, key number one, and this, this may be the real beginning of all this, is uh, do I really believe, do I, do, I, do I have the paradigm shift uh, available to me that says I can go from 30 to 60 or from 40 to 80. And all I can tell you is at the beginning of this session, I shared with you four people that were not, that were not in love with the fact that they thought they could do that. All I can tell you is I've never yet run into somebody that didn't have some upside potential to the used car department. It may be a little. It may be a lot. We'll go through it. But you have to, for the most part, completely let go of your current beliefs. If you're saying things like, well, we've never sold that many, you've got to stop that. If you've said, uh, this market can't handle that, you've got to stop that kind of talk. You have to think about not, not what the market says it can do, Certainly there's some reasonableness to that, but you have to look in the mirror, get rid of the uh, external stuff. Gee, you know, uh, my, my OEM did this, or they're not giving me enough of these, or all, all this. That's all, that's all garbage. Get rid of it. Stop talking about that, and, and let's, let's talk about you, the things that you can really affect, the things that you can change. Get rid of history and get rid of those dis, uh, excuses. There is always some things to do better. Even if at the end of this you say, I can sell five more. Uh, you know, what's that? Uh, uh, 15,000 a month? 
108, whatever that is, 180,000 a year. Is that not worth it to, 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 to take some risks and get in on some uh, new processes? Remember, there's almost always a J curve, like the, like the fish hook. Whenever you try something new, especially in this kind of a business arena, it's, it's likely that you might fall off a little bit before you start that big uh, up, upside trend. So next 25 minutes, I got my hands full, and in many ways, so do you. <sighs> Key two, what should I inventory? You know, another thing I hear a lot of is, you know, this won't work in my market. Uh, I don't have the buyers for that. Uh, people won't buy those kind of cards here. And all I can suggest you do is get rid of that because you really don't know unless you've got data. And sometimes even the data is uh, 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 slanted. You know, if you only have purple Volkswagens, you can only sell purple Volkswagens. So you've got to open up your mind and say, what if, what if, what if I would try it? But you have to base that on data, not just on your intuitiveness. You know, that's one of the challenges today with replacing, let me be careful, the traditional used car manager whose big value was that he knew an XL trim level in an RX4 would sell faster than another trim level. The point is we don't have to rely upon that used car manager's history and skill sets as much as we used to. As a matter of fact, I've got some people buying cars that have never been a used car manager and have never sold the car. So base it on data, not that you don't take a look at it and say, gee, you know, uh, this may not work or this may work, but just be open to trying some things. Also, a very high percentage of my clients, my dealers, use some kind of tool to give them a view of the vehicles available from the customer side. So they're not sitting there looking at it, gee, as a dealer, I would, I would like this. Or from a, uh, you know, if, if, if I had this kind of car, uh, this, is, this is what I would like to buy. Get rid of it. Lose it. What, we're, what we want to do, what are the customers saying to us? What are, what are they taking a look at? What are they considering? Am I stocking that kind of car? Do I have the right year, make, model, price ranges? As an example, V Auto is a, uh, one of the examples of that. One of the tools that they have, and all these tools have some kind of, uh, to, to my knowledge, have some kind of inventory guide. Here's the one that V Auto uses. It's a, uh, a strategic inventory guide, and you can take a look at I hope you can see that. Uh, it breaks it down into all of the different areas, cars, trucks, and then it breaks it up the columns or price ranges. So this tells me that the intermediate cars, uh, he's two, two over. It tells me for luxury cars, 20 to 25,000, he's uh, 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 down four. So when you're looking at cars, especially as trade-ins, you have an idea of what kinds of vehicles are turning faster, according to history, within your inventory and within your market area. Working with a group up in uh, Toronto that had an import dealer uh, on the north side of Toronto, and they were they were really struggling. And they were selling twenty or twenty five a month, and, and trying to do as you know as well as they could. They thought they you know just had to wait till they built up in, uh, units in operation because they were a new point. And uh, in looking at the entire group, 
I said, you know what? I don't always find that to be true. Let's take a look at it. So uh, as I sat through a meeting with the GM and the uh, sales manager, the GSM and the used car, uh, used car manager, I kept hearing, yeah, things are okay, we just got away. Well, I, I, I wasn't buying into that. And I said, guys, let, let's just dig into this a little bit before we uh, all agree on uh, that decision. So as I looked at their following of the 10 uh, keys, I found three of them they simply weren't doing. Uh, one was to manage the average price of the inventory uh, to keep it, you know, the lower the better. They just couldn't find the car, so they gave up. Second thing was to reduce the wholesaling that they were doing. Their used car manager, trying to not make a mistake, was calling um, wholesalers or buyers every time he had a trade in, in front of him, was extending the time to buy the car, was also uh, in some ways creating an obligation to that wholesaler to uh, uh, sell them the car. And, and third, their showroom processes were not good. They kind of sat back and conceded that they just weren't going to sell more than 20 or 25. Well, what happened? Uh, we started these changes in the middle of a month. Uh, the next full month, we sold 43 used cars. Astonished them. Never, never thought this was possible. We didn't have any buyers in this price range. So just ask yourself, do you ever talk to yourself like that? Do you ever uh, think that? Here is an example. Uh, I'm not saying it's benchmark, but it's uh, certainly different than what most uh, folks do. You see, they've got a, they have 100, 155 cards in inventory. They've got 41 between uh, zero and 10,000. They have 35 between 10 and 15. We really would like to have 50% of our vehicles under 15,000 for most dealerships. That doesn't mean a Mercedes store that's single point. does not mean a Lexus store, but for most dealerships, certainly all of the uh, mainstream uh, brands, Chevrolet, uh, General Motors products, uh, Hyundai, Kia, in fact, if you can get to 60%, under 50%, you're going to find that uh, you're going to sell more and more cars. The real danger here is that, see that 47 above 20,000? 20, Generally, it's, these are cars we bought at the auction. They're easy to buy. They don't sell well. But because we have pressures on us to uh, get the inventory built, built up, that's what we do. It's the only girl at the bar. So what I'm going to show you today is different ways of, of filling those uh, slots, those empty slots, without paying too, too much. Uh, another one of the fixes, and I'm not suggesting this is for everybody because it's not, uh, but here's uh, what the Kelly Auto Group out of Fort Wayne uh, has had a lot of success with. They have five stores, and they're selling over uh, 70 cars a month in an as-is state. I know, I think I know all of the uh, backlash on this, and it's generally because you think it's going to affect your reputation. You think that you, you know, people think we well, only sell perfect cars. Well, I just have never found that to affect negatively the volume or the reputation of any client that I have, and we've certainly done dozens and dozens and dozens of them. The, the key to this is that we, we don't want to uh, eliminate any segment of buyer. I don't want you on the bus, 
and if we can help you get started, uh, we're going to do that. The key point here, and please, please listen to this, the key point is if there's heat, if there's something that you know you feel badly about, don't argue with the customer. Do, 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 do the right thing. I, I would like to see you sell you know, 50 of these and take back four or five or six just so the customer go out and pick out another car. It isn't that big a deal. What, whatever you're going to lose on that deal is going to be by far made up on the uh, 40 or 45 that continue to go on. Plus, they'll send their friends. Plus, there's good growth in these on the, uh, the front end. I hope that's uh, helpful. Here's a dealer in uh, Grand Blanc, Michigan. This goes back a little bit, but I think it's still accurate. Here, you just go to Alcera Auto Plaza and take a look at their used cars. Uh, I'm not sure you can read that, but his uh, used cars here start at $1,995. $1,900 sells roughly uh, 250 used cars a month, sells roughly uh, 80 to 100 in, in this state. Clearly says, as is to the public, no, no misunderstandings. Uh, you sign three times. We understand that it's as is. We know there's risk in this. But again, he gets back five to seven percent cost of doing business, and he makes a lot of money with the other uh, 95. Don't for a second, I shouldn't say it like this, don't think that this is going to ruin your reputation. I have never, ever, ever known this to happen. Jim DeVoe, who founded J.D. Byrider, I was working with Jim back in the 80s. He said, you know, Steve, people think that this is going to affect their reputation. See my Cadillac store? See my uh, uh, buy here, pay here next to it? Haven't lost a lick in my Cadillac sales. Don't... Uh, don't don't try to get too hung up on a wholesaler, uh, I, I, you know, of my clients today uh, that are active, I don't know, 40 plus. I don't think I have one. I don't think I have one that is active with a wholesaler today. Uh, it, maybe, maybe there's one or two. But you, you've, you've got to learn that uh, they're not taking these cars and destroying them. They're taking these vehicles. You know, giving them a, a vacuum, giving them a wash, whatever they need to do. Some some do more than that, in fairness. And they're making a profit on this vehicle. Take the heat. Uh, take take the risk. Re remember, it's always safe to say no to a trade-in. It's always safe to not raise your hand uh, at at some owner bringing in a car. There's always some risk in saying, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it. One of the, the number one used car dealer in the country, not selling uh, new cars. To my knowledge, is Texas Auto Direct down outside of Houston. 2,000 used cars a month. He says we expect to have a 10% wrong decision. We expect to. It's like a bank that doesn't have any bad loans. They're missing on some good loans. So give that some consideration, too, if you would. Sit-down interview is an important part of selling a used car. Uh, you've got to figure out what it is they want. We did that. They were here's here's what they they were doing. Client comes in, prospect comes in. Yeah, you want you're looking for an older escort. Come on, follow me. Let's go take a look at the escorts. Wrong. You've got to build trust. 
You've got to build a relationship in today's Internet uh, age. Here's a form. You have to bring out a form of some kind so people know, hmm, they are listening to me. They are taking some notes. Uh, I'm going to explain to you at the end of the show today, end of, end of the uh, session, how I'm going to have a bunch of forms today. Uh, and if you'd like them all, just let me know. Give me a call or an email. I'll be happy to uh, send them to you. This is one of them. We call it the Discovery Worksheet. Again, going from 22 to 43 in uh, just a month and a half, that dealer in uh, Toronto, big, big change. So uh, you know what kind of vehicles you're going to sell, you're going to stock. Question becomes, where do you find them? The number one source of vehicles to stock your used car department today are with trade-ins. And I'll give you some ideas on that. Number two are auctions, but maybe not in the way you're thinking about it. Number three is your own service lane. Another one, people trying to sell their cars themselves. Next is from your computer system, your uh, uh, DMS. And the sixth one we like are lease returns, and I'm going to dig into those here in a minute. For those of you that have the auto, uh, one of the first things that I look at in an assessment is their look to book. And what I'm, uh, for those of you not familiar with that, uh, the, the book is the number of vehicles you buy as a percentage of how many you appraise or look at. So we're always looking for at least 50%. Uh, 55% is better. Here you can see this dealership group uh, appraised 505 cars. They took in 284 for 56%. Pretty darn good job. Uh, the next question becomes, what did they pay for, pay for those cars? And I will tell you that they pay a little more sometimes uh, than a perfect buy would be, but they generally pay 4 to 6% less, less than the person with their last hand up at the auction. Another great area is we buy cars. You ought to have a lot of that signage. Just as Sullivan Buick in uh, Chicago, they always have a series of signs. Uh, here's the old mill. Uh, GM in Toronto. Look at those We Buy Cars in their service lane. Here's Kelly, uh, uh, GM and uh, other franchises out of Fort Wayne. We built this centralized uh, buying department when Tom Kelly, the dealer, said, Nicholson, we had three buyers, used car managers at the same auction today, all bidding on the same car. Well, that doesn't make any sense. He said, how do we fix it? I said, let's try to centralize the function. We did, and what we found is that uh, you can do this effectively. In fact, I, I recommend it to virtually every client of mine. They can buy 30 cars a month, again, at a lower cost to market. Here, here is one uh, uh, dealer that has, uh, I think, two, maybe three buyers, and you can see their cost to market, 73%. Average uh, investment, 12240 Two, I've got people doing less investment than that. Uh, I have one Honda a client doing just over 10000 I don't have many under 73. You've got to be under 80%. I shouldn't say it like that. You should be under 80% cost to market. There may, again, be some exceptions to that in the real high lines, and you should almost always be under 15000 as a, a cost to market. Another easy area, put some hang tags in your 
vehicles as uh, the people are uh, picking up their cars in service. Let's trade some keys here today, folks. And it didn't have to be a big deal. Just this vehicle is buyback eligible uh, for our used, used car lot. Uh, another one is to uh, show them a letter that your used car manager drafted for them that said we could use your used car personalized for that particular uh, uh, prospect in your service lane, and uh, you'll find uh, you, you'll have some people say say yes to that. Uh, here's a, another person that is uh, explaining to somebody, you know, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Johnson, rather than sitting here in our waiting area today, I wonder if I could ask you a quick favor. I know you're driving a 2012 Yetzel Mobile. I've got a 16 Yetzel Mobile out here that's brand new. Would you folks mind taking it for a quick drive and at the end of that drive answering six questions for us, evaluating that car? Uh, I'd really appreciate that. It's only 10 or 15 minutes, uh, and you might even enjoy doing it. I have some clients that tell me, up to 30%, sometimes a little more, are asking to see numbers once they get back from their demo drive. Be sure your salesperson goes with the people. Tom All, Lima, Ohio, three stores. Couldn't uh, feed the el we, we He couldn't feed the elephant. So we ended up hiring a, uh, a non-imposing, uh, good-looking girl who would do research on tomorrow's appointments uh, what they were driving, uh, took a shot at what equity they had in the vehicle, and filled out a form on uh, if they were to trade up, what they would in fact save. We look at three areas. We look at the reduction of warranty repairs. We look at uh, uh, the a APR, uh, uh, the difference. We look at uh, gas mileage di differences. And again, we can get 20 to 25 percent. We'll say, "Yeah, I'll, look, I'll take a look at some numbers." You can either have her follow it through, or you can give this on to a uh, salesperson. I prefer the latter, frankly, but both can, in fact, work. <clears throat> Here's a, a stand-up of uh, this is uh, Amy Romaine out of uh, Romaine Auto Plaza in uh, Evansville, Indiana. Uh, she's the uh, TV personality for the group. Uh, and they put a sign in front of her in the uh, the waiting room. We want your car vehicle exchange program. They put a we buy car signage by the cookies and the Coke in the uh, service waiting area. They put a big sign in the service drive, trade on up, and they list the benefits of all that to the people. Old Mail GM Toronto, uh, they have a, a big uh, uh, a train overpass. Uh, and a highway going under right by their store. Why not put a sign on there that says, we buy cars. Uh, the place to sell is now the place to buy. Here's Wilson Niblett, uh, uh, Corvette GM in uh, Toronto. This is a showroom display, must be, I don't know, 15 feet tall. Uh, so you, you just can't miss it. We want your car. We want to buy it. Service uh, and uh, uh, reconditioning, what are some keys to that? Key number four, uh, one is cycle time. We're looking for 80% of our vehicles to be through service in less than 72 hours. 80%, 72 hours, it's not a matter of being too busy. Please hold your service managers and directors to that time frame. Hire more people, sub, sub let the stuff. 
what they don't always think about is that a car sitting out back is costing you 30 to $50 a day through all the costs accrued and not having a vehicle for sale, insurance, holding costs, damage, not having a car uh, uh, for sale. Another form available to you is a matrix. What we were finding is a lot of used car managers uh, were going to, uh, uh, were getting calls constantly from people in service and recon. Should I? Here's what I found. Should I? So we just put that on a matrix. It says under certain conditions. We have four of them there from certified to as it is. If you find these particular measurements, uh, just go ahead and do it. Uh, I've got that form available for, for you as well. Marketing that attracts customers. You know, one of the things that I find interesting is I ask dealers of uh, your current mediums, Auto Trader, your website, cars.com, uh, other areas, what, what are performing the best for you today in terms of return on your investment? And they get kind of this blank stare. I says, you, you don't know? And they say, no. There, that really is a big, big miss. Uh, in my view, you need to measure that. This is, uh, I, I think, the best practice. In the F&I office, uh, you take a look at the person that's signing their paperwork, and you look at them and say, Mr. Jones, can I ask you a question? Uh, to help us improve our ongoing marketing efforts, how did you uh, begin your uh, search study for an automobile? Where did you go? To what web website? What caused you to uh, come here to take a look at ours? And just uh, to put a column on your log or something to keep track of that. And in your weekly manager meetings, say, you know, we had 26% last week that found this. We had 35% that found that. And use that data to improve it. Descriptions. Don't talk about being friendly. Don't talk about being a place to have coffee. Don't talk about 42 years. Use things that motivate people. I'll send you this as well in my uh, packet. Uh, be sure you're tracking your SRPs and your VDPs. Uh, so if there's if there's 100,000 people that are searching for your make model, how many are clicking yours on? Here you can see 3.2%, and with another site it's 1.3%. But that doesn't mean the 1.3 isn't as good. Some sites uh, give less of a uh, description on their home page. So it forces people to click on more cars than the one who gives on more of a definition. So be careful of that. Don't forget social media. Here's one uh, uh, Stacey Chevy uses to get people to uh, use a, a selfie uh, for the new cars they buy. And you know what? Some salesmen love it. Key six, showroom processes that improve your closing percentages. Number one, big key, I mentioned it earlier, sit them down. Don't take them to the inventory until you have their needs established. In this new Internet society, people want to trust you. They're not looking for just the best price. Uh, be sure that you use the best showroom processes. Your used car salespeople should know your inventory well enough to get people excited. Give them a good walk around. You, 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 you think they do? Go out and ask a random salesperson, give me a walk around this vehicle. You know, when I do that, you know what the results are. Get on the demo ride with them. Uh, in, engage them. Present the car after, after the walk around. Uh, ask temperature questions as you're coming back to the dealership. 
you get done, maybe a, a video, more, more using videos, by the way, or something that says, why would you buy from us? What's, what, what makes us different? Some kind of a brochure, maybe. Number seven, how to maximize your prospect efficiency. Well, one is to know what it is. So here's an example of incoming sales calls and Internet leads. you got to know how many appointments are set. And what we're looking for typically is at least 50%. How many show? Here we're looking for at least 60%, and that's uh, directly in relationship to the manager making a follow-up call to confirm it. Uh, how many uh, uh, show? And then how many buy? Here's a, an overall average of 18%, national average 6%. Just fixing this, ladies and gentlemen, just knowing what this is, is going to give you a huge bump. Uh, one of the challenges is always how do, we, how do we get used car calls handled better? BDC, salespeople handling them, that's not the big key. The key is to measure it. The key is not to train it. The key is to measure it. The key is not to train it. Uh, you've got to listen to the calls. Here's a smart sheet where people can go in, some ad person, and if you've got 10 points that are important to you, uh, score them. Uh, have the scores ready for you in the morning, and uh, you can take a look at who's getting it done and who isn't getting it done. Don't send, at the bottom of the ninth, you're down one inning, don't send up your poorest batting average uh, hitter to the plate. It's crazy. Okay, some, some say goodbye. They don't buy on the first visit. What is it, 75 to 80%, sometimes more? What's your process for that? It needs to be very, very specific. Here's a, a, a user of one of the many software CRM systems today. This is a, a shift beginning meeting. The two ladies in the back are in their BDC. The person uh, to your far right, He's the on-staff uh, on, on sales manager. They're going through every person from yesterday that came to the showroom. They're going through everybody who made an incoming sales call, and they're reviewing everybody who sent an Internet lead in. The question is, brainstorming, how do we score a goal? How do we get this person across the goal line? Brainstorm, brainstorm. Managers should do 20% of the talking. Call on the salespeople. Keep them on the dime. Keep them uh, uh, alert and bright in that meeting. Challenge them. T8, building the sales force with world-class recruiting, selection, and training processes. This is not the, 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 the make the uh, glass uh, fog up. This is a process. Got to get a lot of people in the funnel. It starts with doing that. Uh, you can do that a lot of ways. One, you can talk to people that, that are uh, discouraged. I often hear from people, they run a one ad, a help wanted ad, and everybody they get is, uh, is unemployed. Some people have good success with running a, a drive time ad on radio. Are you driving to a job that you're not excited about? Try that. Another real popular one is ask your employees to help. Refer a friend. Pay them. Pay them something up front and pay them heartily in 90 days. Way cheaper in most cases than uh, not having enough people. Wilson Niblet Motors has a business card this size. Every manager carries one. And if somebody gives them good service, they hand them one. I really appreciate your, out uh, appreciate your outstanding service. Uh, if you'd like to uh, come talk to me, I'd love it. 
Mike Patton Motors down south of uh, uh, Atlanta. Uh, LaGrange, Georgia puts these signs in their weighing area. Our best salespeople are our customers. Some sell cars with us today. All right, so you got enough people coming in the top of the funnel. Then you have to do some kind of a selection process. One of the things that we really, really like is to test their behavior. Most people today are smart enough to role play an interview. What you want to get through is the role play. And what you want to figure out is how comfortable are they going to be selling cars, being a service advisor. So we test them and we look at their uh, dominance, their influence, steadiness, and compliance. I've got workshops, uh, webinars uh, with dealers just on that topic. So if you have more interest in that, uh, please just uh, contact Dealers Ed Edge on it. If you want a sample, it's in the packet. Uh, once you get them selected, uh, you've got to do some kind of, I call it immersion, but you've got to do two days or three days of extensive training, extensive role play. Extensive to me is uh, at least 35 minutes. Role play one-on-one, -on -one, observe, learn. What would you have done differently here? Uh, let's do it again. Uh, reverse roles, ongoing training. Uh, Greg Greenwood, uh, Greenwood Chevrolet, Youngstown, Ohio. Uh, dominant uh, Chevrolet dealer in the market area. A morning shift meeting. Uh, they go through virtually every meeting. Five minutes, eight minutes, 12 minutes of training. Just to, you know, what if? Uh, handling objections of a certain way. They keep it fun. Uh, this comes from another dealer. They toss the ball around the room, and whatever uh, objections uh, are looking at you, you have to answer it. Uh, and if you answer it, you get something special. I forget now what that is. Okay, how do you manage this high-performance team? Begins with, and if you're not doing this, please consider this, lots of one-on-one -on -one meetings. By far, my best dealers, my most productive uh, their sales managers are having one-on-one -on -one meetings weekly with every salesperson, weekly with every salesperson. Dealers, you're having meetings weekly. You're blocking the 45 minutes or an hour. Service, sales, parts, body, uh, office, uh, uh, for meeting with these people one-on-one. -on -one. You've got to get into this intimate, I care about you, uh, and this is your time for us to learn together. For some people, posting the standings is a nice thing to do uh, for those that are most uh, uh, competitive. Okay, being a more effective leader, you know, th there's so many tentacles to this one. Uh, it it's hard to do anything like this in less than 30 minutes. Uh, but let me just give you some runs at uh, some that I found. Uh, when I studied 80 Chevrolet dealers, uh, some years back, uh, 80 of them, I spent a week with them, and these are the best in profitability, retention, CSI, market share, dominance. I asked myself, what is in common with these people? And here's some of the things that uh, I found with most of them. They accept the fact that it all starts at the top. You can't not put the rear, put the mirror in front of yourself. Park in the back in the morning, walk through the shop. You're not too good for that. Get people to know that you can stop and help them put the muffler on. Schedule one-on-ones with every one of your direct reports. You've got to have goals. What am I building here, a three-bedroom ranch or a, 
uh, six-bedroom colonial. You cannot over-communicate. You cannot over-communicate. If you're spending more than two or three hours a day in your office, in my view, you're missing some profitability. You're not doing anything in there except paperwork. And 80% of that is stuff you could uh, give to somebody else. Same thing like your managers. You think you're saving money by having your managers do what a $15 an hour person could do. You're not. The, the, the point is, though, that them showing up on your expense statement allows you to feel uh, like it's okay to do that. It's not. These people need to be talking to uh, salespeople, need to be talking to customers, they need to be uh, helping you grow this business. Next area, a lot of untrained managers spend a lot of time on the weak people. Stop doing that. The top performers are the ones I'd much rather coach somebody that's selling 15 getting them to 22 or 24 than I would the person selling five getting them to seven. Focus on the top people. You'll have a lot more uh, uh, progress with that. Then block time for important issues. During your week, you ought to have between one-on-ones and uh, used car management and marketing meetings and, uh, you know, manager meetings. You ought to be blocking, I don't know, 40% of your time. Some do 50%. You can't just go in in the morning and start fighting fires. You're not the assistant this. You are the visionary. You are the coach. And you're the person that uh, is going to have to do that kind of stuff if it's going to be done. The packet I'm going to send you will include, among other things, and there are some more things, the interview sheet, the hang tag for sourcing cars and service, the letter from the used car manager, the uh, survey for uh, the people driving the car, the form that the uh, uh, girl uses in the uh, service line comparing their current cost to their new cost. It'll give you the service matrix that I talked about between the used car manager and uh, uh, the uh, service people. It'll give you the service uh, a sequence for uh, pictures, and it'll give you a bunch of descriptions that are uh, more motivational. That's the toolkit. Uh, I'd be happy to send it to you. I, I, you know, when I offer this, I get a very high percentage of people that want it. It's free. I'm not going to bug you. Uh, to get it, just e email me, nicholson at msn.com, uh, or you can call my cell. I may not answer it during business hours. I don't do that during uh, time with client, but there it is, 330-697-3725, and I'll work really hard to get back to you within 24 hours. Uh, if I haven't called you back in 48 hours or responded to your, e to your email, it, it may have gotten lost someplace. Would you resend it, please? I always try to work hard at responding to this stuff. I have really, really enjoyed going through these uh, 10 key points with you today. It would be my hope and my desire and my prayer that you would really find ways from this to increase your business, to increase your uh, customer loyalty, to increase your tenure and your dealership profitability. I'm Steve Nicholson. Have a good time selling more cars.